Hey guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Blast. I'm your host, Danny. It's been a bit, which I say every single time. I'm sorry. Um, but we have a lot to talk about today because there is a lot that's happening around here. Um, I've been okay. Just been, you know, vibing and stuff, trying to get through school. I've already had a few breakdowns, but it's okay. I'm getting through it one step at a time. It's been a stressful year to start out, you know, with all these assignments. And I have like a 14-page paper I have to write by the end of the year. And I've got 50 million practicums I have to go to. And it's just, it's a disaster. <laughs> but um, anyways, I digress. Um, so let's just jump right into what's been going on so so yes with my warnings I think the only warning I have today is just there's going to be some spoilers um other than that I think everything's okay um <laughs> so my first topic I wanted to talk about a movie that just had gotten released called Knock at the Cabin uh, you've probably heard of it um it was based on a book apparently but the director is, I'm going to butcher his name, and I'm so sorry, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, if you don't know who that is, if you've seen Split or Glass or there's a bunch of other ones. He's like a very, very well-known director. I like his movies for the most part. They, they're just a bit confusing. So basically, it's about a um, couple. So it's Andrew and what's sorry, and Eric. So they are with their daughter at this cabin, like in literally in the middle of nowhere. And then so they actually end up getting taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to make sure the apocalypse doesn't happen. So with the family, you know, they're scared and they're confused and they, don't ha they have limited access to the outside world. So the family must decide what they believe before, you know, the apocalypse happens. So... There's not quite a lot of well-known people in this movie. If you're familiar with Broadway or even Glee, um, Jonathan Groff was one of the main characters. I love him. I think he is just wonderful. And he's so funny and so talented. I absolutely love him. And then Batista was in it, too. If you're familiar with WWE, my family loves WWE. So... I was pretty excited, too. Also, he played um, Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, great guy. He's hilarious. So, like, seeing him in this serious role really just set me back. And then also, Rupert Grint was in it. If you don't, you probably know who he is. He played Ron Weasley 
in the Harry Potter series, which was kind of cool to see because I don't think I've seen him in anything else besides Harry Potter. Um, so overall, this movie, it was really confusing because it's like, oh, they're at this cabin and they're trying to like fend for their lives and Jonathan Groff's character has a concussion, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes back to like when they first met or um, when they went to their parents and had dinner with them and blah, blah, blah. It was really, really confusing how they kept going back because it really didn't make sense. But then again, that's kind of how the director is. He's kind of all over the place sometimes. But yeah, so basically it's this, you know, couple and their daughter that they adopted. They're like in this uh, cabin and then like Batista and like and uh, Rupert Grant. And then there are a few other characters. There are four that like broke in and is like, well, you need to sacrifice somebody from your family in order to stop the apocalypse. And of course, it was, it's terrifying. And, you know, they're like, well, we're not going to do anything. So, so like all the, the four people, they all died off one way or another. And I told you there was going to be spoilers, so you can't yell at me. Um, so then there's one point they're like, no. So then it was Rupert Grint's character that died first, but then they turned on the news and the media was reporting um, mega tsunamis, which is like the start of the apocalypse. And of course, still it's crazy. But then also Rupert Grint's character had attacked one of the couples at a bar years ago. So then, you know, now uh, it was actually the Andrew guy. He's like, well, this is revenge because you don't like it that I'm in a relationship with a man. So he thought it was the homophobia was the motivation. But of course, Batista's character is like, no, <laughs> no. And then next there's a woman named Adrian um, who was a line cook, I think. And like she has a child and everything. And, you know, she's so scared. She's like, I won't be able to go back home to my child if you guys don't make a choice. And of course they're like, no, we're not going to do that. They kill Adrian. And then they turn on the news again. And there's a deadly flu virus to which children are vulnerable and it spreads across the world. And, you know, of course, Andrew's like, this is all pre-recorded, and it's like easily explainable. Um, that was pretty, pretty awkward. Um, or not awkward. It was weird. And then also, apparently they had all gotten together, the four people. Um, actually, let me say their name so it's more understandable. You have Leonard, who's Batista. Then you have Adrian, Sabrina, and Redmond. That was the other guy. So Redmond's dead, Adrian's dead, so it's just Sabrina and Leonard. And Sabrina is, you know, a nurse and everything. So there was a point Jonathan Groff's character got a concussion because I think it was Batista broke through the door and he like went flying, which was pretty funny. Because, you know, 
if you know Batista, he's he's a pretty big guy, like huge, and he will throw you across a room, no exceptions. And <clears throat> I just lost my train of thought. But anyways, um, what happens is Andrew breaks free, and then he like gets his gun and like shoots her, and then all of a sudden. She gets sacrificed. And then the news broadcast said, oh, there's spontaneous plane crashings occurring all around the world. And Leonard, you know, he's the only one left. And he said, you know, after I die, there will only be a few minutes to make a decision um, before he had uh, killed himself. That should have been another trigger warning. I am sorry. I completely forgot. So now Jonathan Groff's character kind of puts it together that they're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which if you don't know what that is, I really don't know it. I'm not really – it's not like I'm not religious. I just – I never really practiced it like in depth. Like I've been to church and I was like baptized and I was confirmed, but – I didn't really realize this until my uncle was talking about it, who was raised Catholic. Um, so, like I said, there is four, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And these four are conquest, war, famine, and death. So, I can't re- really remember how they did it. Um, but then... Well, there's this one really scary part is Batista turns on the TV and he starts saying what the news person is saying. And he's like, you know, now you believe me? There is an apocalypse going on. But I didn't, the ending, I cried a lot. But I'm not going to ruin the ending for you because you you just can't do that. But then also, before we get to the next topic, I wanted to talk about my favorite part. So, of course, Eric and Andrew break free, and they shove Leonard, you know, Batista, in a bathroom. And, of course, they think he's escaped. So then one of them went in there and had went to pull the shower curtain, and Batista tackles him and throws him across the house. That was really funny because, you know, if you're familiar with him and WWE and everything, you know, it's quite funny. So overall, it was a good movie. It was really, really weird, but it was a very interesting concept as well. You know, you don't really hear much about that. Like you have your apocalypse movies, but this was like, it was quite interesting. I actually enjoyed it. So the next topic, I'm talking about the whole Darman controversy. If you don't know who Darman is, he makes these videos that has to do with like, you know, racial profiling. So basically it's, you know, a white woman goes into a store and sees a black man, you know, putting stuff in his car and she's like, oh, you better not steal that. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the black man's like, the head of the store and he's like well you shouldn't judge a book by by its cover and like it has like very like good themes like oh you know if there's a black man shopping at a store and you're white you know just 
Leave him alone. He's just there the sh- he's just there to shop like everybody else. And that goes for many other things, but it's weird. I see him all the time on my TikTok page and then of course below it it's like someone's cutting soap or they're playing a game. It's really weird, but apparently he or apparently his actors are going on strike. And um, it hasn't been really broadcasted in the news. I know, like, there's, like, TikTok pages. There's a lot of people post. It's very um, big among social media. So um, they were talking about, like, his videos are a very terrible influence to people. And I actually found this really, really good Tumblr page where they talked about it. So I'm going to give you an example of a title. Nerd gets revenge on cool teens. What happens next is shocking. And, you know, it's like, yes, you know, that's like the trope. Like, oh, the nerd, you know, gets revenge on all the cool teens that bullied them. But it's still not cool, you know. It's, I don't know how to explain it, but I know it's just really weird. I don't know why. I just think it's really weird. Um, also, I realized they did not talk in depth about that. Okay. So, what happened also was Darman, he was out for two months where he was doing it for COVID reasons, you know, to save lives and you know, keep everybody safe. But apparently it was a lie. He was promoting a new studio and was still, you know, making them work and everything. And apparently the job conditions were not very good too. Apparently, I think someone had talked out and they said that he quote unquote silently fired them. And it was because they had brought up this really cool idea. And, you know, usually with Darman, you would think, you know, he'd hear an idea and he'd be like, oh, that's awesome. But no, it wasn't. Instead, he was like, oh, okay. And he fired the person just for having an opinion. And it's not like they were taking matters into their own hands. They were just like, hey, like, I know I've been doing this for a while, but I think I got a really good idea on what you could possibly do as well. Which, isn't that how all workplaces are supposed to be? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But then also this Tumblr post, you can tell this person does not like him. But apparently like his videos would be longer and they'd be less cringy and everything and blah, 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 blah. Even though he was still having them work amid COVID and and then it sounds like this you know it it could have been a possibility that some of the actors got sick with COVID as well but basically this person says overall there's like very bad messages within the videos and harmful ones to the audience and there's a lot um so what this person talked about, so the first one, it, they had a video, it was like, it's a black and white world. 
And it's a world where there are good guys and there are bad guys, and it's obvious who's who. And hold on. There are cheesy shows out there that make the bullies unrealistically hateable and over the top. That shouldn't be a mindset audience members should walk away with and say, yeah, that's what the real world is like. Um, and then, like, the way he, like, writes his bullies as well, you know, they're, you know, horrible devils and everything, when in reality, I mean, bullying is not as violent as they perceive in the media. There's a lot more to it as well. And, yeah, it's, well. <laughs> and another one it was um liking appearance appearances is bad so basically like you can't fall for somebody because of their looks because you know it's on the inside that what that counts which is kind of okay like of course like you I mean if it's none of my business if you date somebody for their looks do it you know, that's none of my business. I don't care. But also, too, like, even, like, going into relationships, you want to know more about their personality. Like, yeah, they can, you know, be cute and everything, but also you want to make sure they're not, like, a molester or someone very sketchy or anything like that, if you know what I mean. But it just... I don't know. The dating world's weird. I'm out of it now, and I'm going to stay out of it for a while because it's horrible. But also, that video wants you to believe that braces, acne, and glasses are unattractive and can never be attractive, which was another beauty standard that Darman put in his videos. But, I mean, we can go on and on about this all day. But basically, that's not really what we're talking about here. Like, obviously, like, his content is trash. I'm sorry. But there's that. And then also, you know, Darman, he brags so much about having all this money when he doesn't even pay his actors. Because I know a lot of them have been coming out and, like, they're saying, I really don't even get paid. And it's ridiculous. If Darmian's having all this money and has the studio and everything, he should be compensating his actors who have to go through his cringy, excuse my language, but BS scripts. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and honestly, I've never liked his videos. I always thought they were very weird I know, like, he's trying to send a message, but he's not doing it in a correct way, I think. But, I mean, we can criticize and criticize till we're blue in the face, but you know what? He's got more money than me, so I'm not going to fight on that. <laughs> and then before, so I had another topic I was going to talk about, but I wanted to touch on this one before. I completely forgot about this until I was talking to someone about it. Um, the whole thing with Netflix... What the heck? So, if you don't know, um, you're not allowed to password share anymore. And if you do, they, like, charge you a fee, which is ridiculous. Because, so my grandpa has a Netflix account. And, 
you know, he's like, you all can use it. It's okay. That's why I pay for it. And I'm so angry because I don't want him to have to pay extra if I'm going to watch Netflix. And also, I am not paying a ridiculous amount of money to use a streaming service I barely use. So overall, I'm really mad about that. But apparently, um, four more countries had clamped down on the whole password issue. Um, I'm pulling up an article now. Um, and so basically, they clamped down on it in Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Which, why? <laughs> and the worst part is, it's been estimated that there's more than 100 million households worldwide that share an account. I don't know what's... I, I think they're really desperate for money because it's a horrible streaming service. There's, there's never anything on it. I mean, I watched Wednesday on it and that was it. Because, you know, Riverdale sucks and then all the movies suck. I don't get it. <laughs> um, so basically, with these changes, um, they will be at, or you will be asked to set a quote unquote primary location, which ensures that all members of a household watch from the same account. And a new manage access and devices page will allow members to easily control who has access. I'm wondering, um, the people who support this are probably, you know, the deadbeat boyfriends that break up their significant other and still use this for Netflix, which it could be vice versa as well with girlfriends. I'm not, I'm going to be inclusive so nobody can bite my head off, but really, <laughs> really, but apparently Netflix shares had plunged more than 50% last year due to concerns of concerns about streaming subscription fatigue. Yeah, basically, it's a horrible streaming service that has nothing on it. So, of course, they're, you know, scared and everything. So they're like, well, we can make more money by this. You're evil, Netflix. You're evil. I don't even like Netflix anyway. Anyways, I just wanted to add that in. Now, the last topic for today is an overview of the Grammys. Now, I did not watch the Grammys at all. I am not really big into those award shows. I know, shocker, right? Because I talk about them all the time. But I did my research, and also, I mean, TikTok has been my go-to when, like, looking at all of this. So it was quite controversial. <laughs> um, apparently, there was a woman named Bonnie that won an award for just like that. I know that was like a big controversy. Uh, Bonnie Raitt? R-A-I-T-T? I don't even know who she is. Um, but apparently she got an award. Um, then also Beyonce had made history at um, the Grammys and had won four awards and now she has three. 32 Grammys. Now, this is going to be very controversial. I just want to say before I say it, I like Beyonce. And when I'm feeling down and want to feel, you know, like a bad bee, I will turn on her music. But I don't really know if she's that talented to have 32 Grammys. 
So I don't know. Well, also, apparently, according to conspiracy theory, she's the head of the Illuminati. So maybe that's why she gets all these awards. I don't know. Which I don't actually believe. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, Cuff It was a really good song, and I still listen to it on a daily basis. Um, There's that. Also, um, Harry Styles got one for Harry's house for his album, and I know so many people were mad about it. And I think it's a good album. I think Fine Line was better, though. But, I mean, it was very... Very well known. I know I was talking to my brother about it, and apparently they were thinking that Rihanna or Bad Bunny should have gotten it. But then also, I feel like with these Grammys, it's also based on, like, popularity as well because I love Rihanna, but I didn't hear anything about her new album. I didn't even know she had a new album out. And also, I don't hear much about Bad Bunny either. And I know he's, like, pretty well-known. But, you know, with Harry, it was, like, everywhere, you know, with As It Was and Music for a Sushi Restaurant, which I still vibe to that one. I like that song. But I don't know. I think Fine Line was better because I had, like, you know, Adore You and everything. And um, what was that other one? Or Oh, gosh. Give me a second because I can't remember. I don't want to look. Or I think it was his his album, Harry Styles, Um, because it had like Kiwi on it. And that I feel like a lot of his side tracks are always good. Because Kiwi was good, Sweet Creature was beautiful. I don't know if it was from that album or not. I don't think so. But I feel like he deserved it. That's all I'm saying. But I am also, I was a huge 1D fan back in my day. And I was always a hairy girl, even though I lied and said that I liked Niall because I didn't want to be basic. I wanted to be different than other girls. Maybe that's why I was bullied all the time. But anyways, I digress. Um, So... Also, Lizzo landed record of the year for About Damn Time, which I really like that song. <laughs> um, and I'm really happy she won. Then Kendrick Lamar won Best uh, Rap Album for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I really like Kendrick Lamar. I think he's wonderful. I love Humble. Be humble. Do, do, do. Sit down. I like that. I also liked... Um, his contribution to the um, halftime show last year. Um, then you probably saw the memes, but um, Ben Affleck and J-Lo had, um, came to the Grammys together, and you could see like he was so disinterested. And, oh, my gosh, you have to look at the memes. They're so funny. It was like, oh, he's every guy at his wife's office party because <laughs> he was so like disinterested. He was just looking around. Um, Willie Nelson had won Best Country Album for A Beautiful Time. Um, this is, you guys know, I hate Machine Gun Kelly, so this is a jab at him. But he threw a tantrum about not getting an award, which I don't, he probably really didn't. I'm being over-exaggerating, but I also really don't like him. 
he had said, um, he was talking to Laverne Cox, and he said, I didn't take the category home, and I almost feel like I asked for that lesson. I feel like I lacked self-love and was valuing myself so much on career accomplishments that I needed this. The car ride here was very cathartic for me. I need to appreciate what I already have. Oh, my God. Shut up. (laughs) I can't stand him. He makes me so, I don't know why he makes me so angry, but it's like, well, maybe you didn't get an award because your music sucks. And that's why Eminem bullied you into doing rock. But now I regret that. Thanks, Eminem. You know, now I have to hear, you know, apparently he's emo now. Thanks, Eminem. This is all your fault. I do love you, Eminem, though. I do like Eminem. But anyways, um, uh, Rosalia had won Best Latin, Latin Rock or Alternative Album for Motomami. Also, Viola Davis became the 18th person and third black woman to ever win the um, EGOT, which is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, when she took home the award for a performance of the audiobook for her memoir, Finding Me. I love Viola Davis, and I thought that was really cool. And she's got all of those awards. That's so cool. Also, Bad Bunny, um, they were saying that Bad Bunny could um, make history because um, his chart, um, chart topping Un Verano Sinti was, um, was the first all Spanish language album to appear in the category. So I thought that was cool. I'm not a big Bad Bunny fan. I know he I heard he's got really good music, but I don't think his music's really for me. But I thought that was really, really interesting. Um there's probably more, but that's all I could find. And also I didn't watch it. But the whole Ben Affleck thing though was pretty funny. All right, that's the end of the episode. I didn't say video this time. Um Thank you for listening in. If you made it all this way or you probably skipped through it, it's okay. Um, This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. Um, Yeah, I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you're taking care of yourself and you're hydrating and you're eating properly and you're just living your best life all right bye